0: This sacred, sensual adventure, it's available to you, it's open to you, whatever your situation is, this is just about listening to yourself, being intuitive, cancer season, and it's about dropping into like your heart space and tuning into like the feelings of intimacy and pleasure and sensuality from the heart space and not really so much from the head space, okay? And it's about most importantly, returning home to yourself. And that's what cancer season is all about. It's about finding that home within you, right? That feeling of like, ah, rest and security and stability and nurturing. And truly sacred sex is a surefire way to do that. what is up my cosmic cuties welcome back to another episode of cosmic rx radio can we talk about this is i think third 33rd 34th episode which is crazy You started this In March for Aries season and wow, look at us, look at us. We are here, we are doing it, we are thriving. I have gotten to meet so many of you cosmic bad bitches and I'm just so lucky. I think we're at like some insane... Forty six, forty seven thousand downloads and your girl is shook. I am humbled. I am honored to be here. I just wanted to start this episode by saying thank you. Like, thank you. And just so happy to have you here. And you each give me life all the time. I used to hate checking my DMs because I thought like it was all spam and bots or like weird MLM people. And now my DMs are like, bitch, here's a sacred thirst trap. Look how hot I am. Or like, honey, I just set an energetic boundary. Or like I am living my best life and rocking my birth chart. Or I don't even know what's happening, but I appreciate that I have another friend in this mystical mess of a human life. And I'm like, I love it. I live for it all so much. So freaking happy to have you here. It's been a wild one. We're in cancer season. We are doing a solo episode today. These are your mini cosmic coaching tips. This podcast comes out twice a week on Fridays. We drop your energy report, which is just your astrology weather for the week ahead. Plus a lot of chit chat mumbo jumbo from this one over here. Me, your girl, Maddie Murphy. And then we do solo episodes like this in addition to our interviews with our Cosmic Changemakers. These are our coaching episodes. I do them in alignment with the zodiac season we're under. Uh, zodiac season is like our sun, sun in the zodiac sign, our solar power. It's like we're charging up for the year by focusing on the spiritual tools and practices of the season. And this helps us with our personal evolution, revolution, and just our collective growth. So you can listen to this if it's not cancer season. This is always evergreen content. This is always applicable to you, especially wherever you have cancer in your chart. You might feel into this more. Or if you have like a cancer stellium, I'm gonna get into stelliums in a minute then you're definitely going to want to focus on you know, the cancer energy and cancer archetype and how to live in the highest integrity of that in the highest octave. So cosmic coaching today, I'm going to do a little list, a listicle, not really a listicle, but I love like a seven step or a three step or a five step to this, that. So we're going to do seven steps to making sex sacred, to making sex what it truly is, which is a sacred energy exchange. And we're going to talk about that. Why? Why do we talk about that here? Because I am your cosmic consultant and I am here to help you live your most powerful aligned life in the boardroom, in the business world, but also in the bedroom. Also like owning your sexual truth and your power, because for too long, we keep, you know, the business world and spirituality and sexuality all like separate and compartmental and we keep things secret, right? Like we're one way at work, but no one knows we're witchy. and No one knows that we're like super kinky either. But we like keep it all separate and that has not really gotten us anywhere, great. So I'm like, let's just put it all together, mix it all in a pot and own that we are multidimensional, multifaceted humans. If you are super uncomfortable by this, you're not ready to hear it. Or of course, if you're working through any sort of sexual trauma or deep wounds and you're not ready for this, turn this shit off. Go try full permission to. But if you're in a place of curiosity around your sexuality, how to expand it, how to bring in more of the sacred the sensual to it. All very cancer season, understanding the energetics of sex and sensuality, then you're in the right spot, all right? Pull up a seat, get yourself a beverage. We're gonna dive into that. Before I get into those seven steps, I'm gonna quickly just do a little mailbag, a little 1 800 cosmic hotline. I had someone ask me about stelliums and, you know, just to talk a little bit about that. I think it's a great cosmic tip to understand stelliums because sometimes we hear these words in astrology and we have no idea what's good with them? So I'm going to talk about that in the mailbag. Before any of that, I got to do my podcast plug, my PP. I got to say, "Hey, leave a an R and R, a rating and review," okay? Because that's how we grind. That's how we make this shit happen. Is the ratings and reviews. They are like gold. They are they are currency, okay? So, if you like this podcast and you're just like, "Damn, this bitch is crazy, but I'm here for it." leave a rating, leave a review. I appreciate it, it takes like five seconds, so you just scroll on down. I'm talking about Apple, I don't really know how to use Spotify's reviews. Hold please on that, I'll, I'll figure it out. Make sure to leave your Instagram name in the rating review as your username, so that way I can come find you and I select one Zodiac season, that's once a month, a winner to get a complimentary free one-on-one reading with me. This could be for tarot. It could be for your birth chart. I don't know how long we're going to continue this like kind of contest thing, but for now we're doing it. So put your name in, enter to win. Okay. That's my PP. That's my plug for the R&R, the rating and review. Gotta do it every week. As maybe some of you can tell, I don't like structure. I don't like doing things consistently. I have Uranus in Sag in my sixth house. All right. And a Sag stellium. So I'm just like, Really hard for me to do things like consistently. So every week I'm like, goo, say the rating and review part. But that brings us to stelliums. Let's talk about it. You've heard of them, maybe. Stell, the word star, like that prefix for stellar, is right in it. A stellium is like a gang of planets, it is planetary, gang, gang, pile up of a lot of planetary or zodiac energy, okay? They are working together. This is a concentrated dose of something in your chart. They are Beyonce, they are information, okay? I want us to think about, there's some different astrologers say different things. Some people say it's three planets in a house uh, in the same sign. Some people say it's three planets in a house. I say both. Some people say it has to be four. I'm a fan of three because especially if we're talking about like a personal planet, that sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, um, some people say it's four. I go by three, okay? This is where astrology always has like, you know, little nuances, a lot of different schools of thought. So three plus planets in a grouping, okay? This can be either the same sign. So like I said, I have a Sagittarius stellium but it crosses over houses for me. You can also have like a second house stellium. If you have three or more planets in your second house, that's a house stellium. All right. So you have a sign and a house stellium. Do we understand that? So you might have a Leo stellium and it might go across your 10th and your 11th, or you might have them all in one. You might have the house and the sign stellium all in the same little kit caboodle. Now, this is an intense concentration of an astral vibe, of a vibe of whatever's happening in that cosmic little path. So for you, first of all, if you have a stellium, especially if it's like Mars, Venus, Mercury, Sun, Moon, that's gonna affect you really personally. If you have an outer planet stellium or part of those outer planets are in that, you know, that's the Saturn, that's the Pluto, that's the Neptune, that's the Uranus. You're still going to feel it, but it's not going to affect you so much. And it's not going to affect you so much in that day to day. But I did just say I have my Sag <laughs> stellium with Uranus in a six house. Well, six house is quite literally your day to day. So if you got a six house stellium, you're going to be feeling it no matter what planets or what's happening there. How do we work with this? First of all, you're going to want to get to know that house, or that sign real fast, because that is part of your mystical assignment. That's part of your cosmic Rx in this lifetime is to really understand. Okay, so... When we talk about Dellium, it's like an ensemble cast. If any of you have taken classes with me, you know that I talk about that like your birth chart is like a production, like a show, a, a movie, you know, a, a Broadway show. And planets are like the roles of something in your life, the leading Actor, the romantic interest, the villain, the hard, you know, tough father figure. Like these are the planets, right? Like sun, moon, Saturn, they play a role. We all have them and we're all cast with different roles. We cast different actors, actresses in those roles. That's the zodiac sign. So your son, your leading role is played through, let's say, Aquarius. Okay. And then the house that it's in is like where the action takes place, like the set, the scenery, the setting, or even like the larger theme of the movie. So I think about if you have your leading role is played by, let's say Aquarius, and we're thinking like, and an actor kind of analogy that's like okay Bradley Cooper or something the house is gonna make a big difference of how that energy translates just like a leading actor Bradley Cooper could be the leading actor in so many things in God I should really pull up research before I do these podcasts because my mind goes blank but I also I'm like I don't even know anything about Bradley Cooper. why did his name pop in my freaking head Bradley Cooper role leading star in a star is born. He's also the leading actor in The Hangover or leading actor in Silver Linings Playbook. He's playing the same role. He is Bradley Cooper, but that setting is different. The theme is different. That's your house. That's what's different about the house. Like, why I could have a son in Virgo in my third house. So I talk a lot, but a son in Virgo who's maybe in the 11th house might be great with technology and bring all those Virgo gifts and manifest in that way or through like community work. Okay. So, just something to think about. I'm saying all this because an Stellium is like an ensemble cast, okay? You're being cast in a role. It's like one of those movies, Valentine's Day, or He's Just Not That Into You, which I think also has Bradley Cooper in it. Bradley Cooper is in this podcast right now. He's in this energy field of this pod. But like, you don't know who's the star in those movies, right? Like, who's the lead? Who's the romantic interest? Everyone has like an equal role or like a TV show, like The Office or Friends. Like those are ensemble casts. So stelliums are like, they're working out together, okay, to tell you the story of your birth chart. They're intense. They put a strong focus in the house or sign they're in. They amplify the natural ruler of the house or the sign they're in. So like I said, if I have a Sag stellium, that means I'm very Jupiter ruled because Jupiter rules Sag, even though my chart ruler is the moon because I'm a Cancer rising. If you have, like I said, that second house stellium, then that's going to really bring in like Venus a lot because Venus rules the second house, okay? Or the like traditional or your personal ruler of that house. So... Just, you know, it's bringing a lot of energy there. And every planet in that stellium wants to express itself fully. Every planet needs equal footing, an equal role, equal time on stage, on the mic, in the script. Okay? So know that like it's gonna pull a lot of energy from the rest of your chart there and finding ways that don't repress any parts of those planets and finding balance in the areas where you don't have a lot of planets is gonna be really important, okay? So I would say my hottest tip for a stellium, if you have it, notice what happens when the moon hits that, okay? The moon, every 28 days, goes through every zodiac sign in that course of time. So we get a little like microcosm, a teaser of how it works. So if you have a Scorpio stellium, pay attention to the two and a half days a month that the moon is in Scorpio what happens do you feel great do you feel intuitive do you feel moody do you feel anxious do you feel jealous do you feel motivated that's like a sneak peek of what your stelliums doing for you in your life so it's like ooh if it's something shadowy or intense be like let's work on that if it's like powerful and delicious and giving you some magic it's like ooh okay those are some of my superpowers and you know what honey it may do both all right that is my rant on stelliums i love astrology questions. I'm hoping like, you know, as the podcast grows, we can do solo episodes that are just like deep dives into the chart. But I had a lot of like things come up around that. Stellium. There's a lot of been like a Gemini stellium this year, Aquarius stellium that few of my baby my friends have had babies under, so they were super curious. I hope this helps everyone. Alright, so enough Bradley Cooper talk, Maddie. Good God, woman. Can we just move on from Bradley Cooper for once? Okay, so Switching gears, we're getting to our cosmic coaching. We're talking about pleasure practices. Every month, I talk about like a self-love mindset practice, an intuitive spiritual practice, and then a pleasure practice embodiment, something that helps you feel good in your body, something that helps you release shame and step into like the true creative, infinite, powerful nature of your body, your sensuality, your sexuality. So like I said, we're going to do a little seven number breakdown, seven ways where you can just tap into making sex more sacred. You know, why are we talking about the sacred energy of sex during cancer season? Well, in cancer season, we're reminded everything is energy. Everything is energy. Cancer is the sign that's ruled by the moon. And it's the sign that really gets us back in touch with our intuitive self, our inner world. And like we also collect other people's energy a lot, right? Like we're aware of that in cancer season. It's a good time to check in on our energy hygiene and just how we take care of the ways that we feel and experience energy in ways we can't necessarily like see or touch, right? With our our regular eyes, but that we can maybe with our third eyes. Like I said, uh, the disclaimer before I start is... Sexual energy is very powerful, but obviously we live in a very sexually wounded culture. So no matter what, I want you to address any trauma first, especially before going into any deeper advanced practices with other people. As always, when I talk about sex and sensuality, consent is the biggest turn on and that's consent with yourself. Also, and making sure that you're always like checking in with yourself, what feels good, what doesn't. And like this sexual energy work, I could talk about this for days, for years, okay? I'm going to drop into these little seven tips where we can start thinking about sex as a way that's like really dropping into our infinite selves, okay? That we can channel sex into other like transmute that energy into other things in our life and that we can really take this gift of our sexuality and enjoy it as the sacred offering that it's meant to be, all right? And everyone's journey on this is completely unique and completely individual. And your journey is not going to look like my journey and vice versa. And why would we want it to be any other way? That'd be boring, okay? So this sacred, sensual adventure, it's available to you. It's open to you. Whatever your situation is, this is just about listening to yourself, being intuitive, cancer season and it's about dropping into like your heart space and tuning into like the feelings of intimacy and pleasure and sensuality from the heart space and not really so much from the head space okay and it's about most importantly returning home to yourself and that's what cancer season is all about it's about finding that home within you right that feeling of like oh rest and security and stability and nurturing and truly sacred sex is a surefire way to do that the first component of this is just acknowledging that sex is sacred everything i just said s-e-x a few years ago i was like oh my god i don't know if i saw it somewhere subliminally or if it popped in my head from my guides or what but i was like sex is a sacred energy exchange s-e-x like it's like oh my god Wow. And like this feeling kind of helped me articulate this was a few years ago and I feel like we were getting very was, like right before me too. I had gone to like a Mama Gina workshop thing in the city. And I was like, Okay, yes sex positivity, yes, yes. And then I was like talking to some people who were like all about sex positivity and but then they were like talking about just some weird things that happened on their sex pause journey, like and I was like, Yeah, yeah, we're we're shedding that thing around like you know, number of people we've had sex with define, you know, our our worth or whatever in life, or we're not going to limit ourselves to any kinds of notions of what our sexual orientation is or based on like how we look. And like, yes, like sex is this beautiful, wide, open experience for all of us. But I was like, but there has to be, like there is something, it's not just about like having sex with everyone you meet and never thinking about the consequences of it and being this like open like no-boundary sexual being, because that doesn't really feel right intuitive either. And then I was like, ah, right, like you are exchanging energy with someone when you're partaking in a sexual act. So a good base, I think you've heard me say this before, but a good baseline question is thinking about someone's energy. If you go on a date with someone and you feel like you're kind of curious if you want to be sexually open with them and you feel like on paper you should you know, take it to the next level because you've been on a few dates or you attracted to them, but you're not totally sure. Or if like an ex comes back in your life or whatever it is, it's like looking at that person and really being honest with yourself about their energy. Like, is this energy you want to take on? Is this energy that you want to infuse your field with? Because that's what happens. Like we take on other those energy. And don't worry, if you're listening to this, and you're like, oh my God, I had sex with some toxic AF people. It's fine. There's energy clearing for that there's clearings we can do, just even the intentionality of it, it doesn't last forever. But of course, like we do take that on, right? That's why people like become like their partners or why even like sleeping next to or with someone, you know, when they're anxious or in a bad mood, you could take that on, especially if you're a highly sensitive, intuitive or empathic person, okay? So I just want us to think about sex as a sacred energy exchange and that also works in a beautiful way. It helps us open up to other energy. It helps us also like, you know, partnering up with someone, whether it's from one night or a lifetime, someone that you deeply admire and who holds space for you on your journey and has qualities, the things that you're like, wow, that's so beautiful and so admirable and so an integrity, then like, opening up in that exchange helps you open up to that too, okay? So it works both ways. And then of course with yourself and solo sex, beautiful sacred energy exchange. You can release stuck, stagnant old energy. You can transmute that into creative, vibrant, vivid, like potent new energy, but it's always an energy exchange, all right, when we start opening up into the world of pleasure, opening up our bodies, opening up our sexual organs, opening up to our orgasmic bliss, Things get open and we're going deep, especially like when we're talking about any kind of penetration. It's going, it's going in in every way, shape, or form you can imagine. You're absorbing it, okay? So just something to think about. Just something to think about as we enter cancer season uh, and talk about sacred energy, sex, sex. That's important. My like second tip as we move into how to like understand and make sex more sacred is like building your power up for you. Getting to know your body, your pleasure, your inner world. Before you can be intimate with anyone, I really recommend being intimate with yourself, okay? Whether that's getting to know your body and finding the beauty of it, or whether that's feeling dependent on other people to bring you pleasure, or whether that's feeling dependent or super reliant on other people to validate your sexuality, your how attractive you are. And listen, I've fallen into this too. Like, we, we want to feel sexy in other people's eyes, they want someone else to make us feel good. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not being like solely reliant on that. And coming into the place where we can be intimate with ourselves, it's a deep form of self-care. Like our sexuality and sexual self-care and especially sacred sex is a deep form of self-care we get very mixed messages about our bodies. Women, fems, we do. We get like, we're taught that our bodies are ugly or flawed. We're taught that like our, our sexual parts of our body need to be fixed and we're taught that we don't do, I don't know, everything's very performative around sexuality and our bodies. We know this. I don't need to do a deep dive but like, I think embracing our bodies and getting to know it and one of the great ways to do that and it's very on par with the cancer energy is like self full body self massage, especially of like the chest and the belly and the breast and this whole area is very cancer ruled. And you know, no matter what like what you if you have no breasts, if you have breasts, if you have big, small, if you like removed your breasts, if you have breast implants, there is such like a meridian of energy around your breast because it's the extension of your heart. And your belly, is same thing, cancer season rules that part. And these are areas that we we have really like complex relationships with our stomachs, right? Like anyone else, like download every single like ab workout in like your teens and early 20s and just like always trying to fix that part of your body. And it's like, what if we can just worship that, the softness of it, the tenderness of it and the circulating this energy around through like, I love massage with like Willita's rose massage oil, like rose is a high frequency oil, you know, roses vibrate and that beautiful heart chakra energy and just rubbing yourself down with that and getting to know yourself and your body and getting to know like also your anatomy, like whatever your sexual organs are, like get to know them, look at them in a the mirror, rub them down with oil, like talk beautiful affirmations over them. And start, like, giving your body the love that it deserves and, like, really, like, worshiping it. And it's not easy, okay, to do this all the time. You're not going to be into it. Some days you're going to be like, nah, I'm good. Sweatpants. I need to lay down and put my hair greasy hair aside and just like binge watch some Netflix but like truly there are days where I feel like you're like I want to get in touch with my body and light some candles nice lighting is nice for this practice and give yourself a yummy juicy massage feel into like what different parts of your body feel like ask yourself for consent as you do it and just I swear it sounds very, very simplistic, but it's actually realizing that your body is like the sacred space. It's the altar, it's the temple, and it's how you get to experience everything. Every bit of joy, every bit of pleasure, every bit of magic has to come through your body. That's like why you're here to experience it in this body. And when you get to know this world for yourself and this terrain for yourself, it opens you up to so much more, to experiencing so much more. And also, it's badass. It's like, nope, I. Love my body, and also I know how to make it feel really good. I know what feels good, what doesn't. I can communicate that to others. I can communicate that. I can bring it back to myself when I need it. So I recommend that. All right, we don't outsource our pleasure here, Cosmic RX. We we take it, take it into our own hands, so to speak. Bum bum. So find those roadmaps, find techniques. Obviously, also you could study different practices: Taoist sexual practices, yoga, tantra. If that's like your journey and you want to go into that, they have like so many practices of ways of just elevating everything, physical touch, eye gazing, movement, getting some more into that in a moment. But getting in touch with their pleasure, like I said, it just it's like dropping into your heart space too. It's heart-based pleasure, heart-based exploration of your body. It's like a beautiful practice of being in awe of your body and what you can do and really what's that part of you that's below all that negative social conditioning do your own research, take your own time. But like, this is your homework is to like, get to know your own body. And that kind of goes into my tip number three, which is really important for making sex sacred, slow it down, slow your role. Okay. Whether this is on your own, like the practices I just mentioned, or if you're with someone, a partner or multiple people, like You got to slow it down for any of this process to happen, to feel into the sacredness of sex. Like, listen, quickies are so fun. Love them. Sexy, hot, slam me up against the wall, make shit happen with the clothes on. Great. But like when you want to drop into that sex as an energy exchange and drop into the sacred sensuality of that and all the healing gifts that come with that, you got to slow it down. Okay. We have like our initial like desire system that wants to speed everything up. And we also want to just like sometimes fast forward through it. Whether we don't feel comfortable feeling good or whether we have insecurities or whether we're just like moving on to the next thing. Because that's how our human brains work. They're always like speeding on to the next thing. This is why like a lot of tantric practices, like I just mentioned, are like sitting opposite someone and just like seeing how much control and discipline you have to like slow everything down and take every level of arousal and, you know, move it into like a shared awareness space and like build up all this energy. And truly this is where we get into that really sacred sex is like building up the energy and letting it feed you all the way up and down your spine, letting it like touch and imbue every cell of your being. And I'm going to have uh Marisa Sullivan on the podcast. She's a great like sexuality body coach, everything, yoga, breath work, yoni steaming. She's just like a sexual guru, I love her. And she talks about all these like practices of just slowing things down with your partner and doing like sacred touch exchange where you just receive and give touch for like a few minutes at a time. And all of this just slows everything down, okay? So next time you're feeling really good and all those desire systems are being activated, whether it with yourself or with someone else, just seeing, can you slow it down, okay? Remember, dropping into the heart. The heart likes to move slow. And in this, like, we open up more to, again, the transcendent sexual, sacred sexual experience, okay? And that leads me into hot tip number four. Same thing. Sexuality is means nothing without going hand in hand, without her hot sister, sensuality. So sexuality and sensuality, same thing. Very similar to slowing it down, but taking it one step further. Sensuality is like undulating foreplay and like, the sexual expression that you bring with you into everything you do that's outside the bedroom, things you do with your clothes on, things you do in the grocery store, how you move through and understanding again that every movement you make is a sensual prayer is like feeding that sacred energy exchange that's slowing it down in the bedroom. Now you bring that into other things you do. You be mindful, again, how you're treating your body, how you're listening to it, you know, whether this is like, finding joy in the moment or just noticing how your hips are moving in a moment or can you like breathe you know more centrally? can you give your five senses a gift throughout the day we talked about this in Taurus season but like even just lighting a candle or having essential oils diffuse while you work can you put on a beautiful like silky robe instead of like your ratty scratchy old like hand-me-down sweats or something it's like can you just bring that intentionality, that awareness into you and keep it close to your heart and allow, like Esther Perel says, that foreplay should begin at the exact moment of the last climax. So it's like foreplay just keeps going, whether again, this is with yourself or with someone else. It's very like seduce the universe, flirt flirt with life energy, okay? And part of this too is allowing yourself to receive this and allowing yourself to to take on all that pleasure and not just give it all out, right? Because we move fast, we give out things, we give out our energy a lot. We talked about this in multiple different podcasts. So we don't take time for ourselves. We don't take moments for ourselves to add extra beauty, joy, sensuality, just enjoying the rich juiciness of being a human. We don't give ourselves the moments to do that. We feel rushed, we feel stressed, we feel overextenuated, and you know what? I see a lot of you, you're working really hard, maybe you're single parents, maybe you're juggling multiple jobs, maybe you're going after your dreams. I get it. It's a lot. But like we can find little ways to bring in that sensuality, to own our pleasure as a revolution, very important. And this is like why I said like the sacredness of sex, it goes so much outside of the bedroom. This starts to affect all of our our whole life and how we move through things. Okay, that's it. We're gonna do that. I want to hear about you know the ways that you're. Bring in that sensuality, bringing in those pleasures, slowing things down. Let me know. Slide in the DMs. Again, now, I also always need tips, too. I'm like, yeah, give me some inspo. It could be literally closing your eyes for, like, five seconds and, like, stretching or, like, going for a walk in nature. Let me know about your pleasure-seeking practices. You know, we are built for pleasure, truly, all right? We just need to take more time to seek it out, to curate it, to cultivate it. And then my tip number five, you got to define, define the boundaries, define your territory. Boundaries are fucking sexy. Okay. This is very important to get clear with your boundaries and set your priorities. I did a whole episode on boundary setting, so I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I do want to say that sacred energy exchange, sacred sex only happens when you can develop your own awareness of what feels healthy and positive and expansive to you versus what feels confusing, messy, unclear, or restrictive to you, okay? And your awareness and your capacity for honest, self reflection will be your protection and your guide for knowing what feels good and what doesn't. And that pleasure practice I just mentioned in the last tip, that feeds into it because you learn your own barometer, your language, you learn your own like gauge, for pleasure really fast and you can determine really fast with these practices, like that actually doesn't feel good to me. Whether that's a decision we're making or whether it's something you're doing in the bedroom, trying something new or being with a partner, you're like, actually, no. Because... That's important to enjoying. Sex is a sacred energy exchange. We need a clear container for that. And we talked about containers in our boundary episode. We need that, okay? So, and make a habit of revising your understanding of your experience and knowing that your boundaries can change what was a yes a few days ago, maybe a no today. Be okay with that. Trust into that, okay? Advocate for that. And then you can also... Likewise, slowly expand your boundaries if you want, if it feels safe, if it feels clear, notice when you feel ready, notice when you don't, we're honoring it all. And we're listening to our pleasure, the intuitive cues of your body, those subtle feelings and getting intimate with your inner like hard no and your inner hell yes. And again, all these things feed back into each other. It's much easier to do this when you're moving slowly, right? When you're in tune with your body when you're in tune with your pleasure, right? You see that? It's all coming together. So let's talk about our next tip. Okay, tip number six. Don't take yourself so seriously. Like play, okay? I want us to have like beginner's mind energy when it comes to our sexuality, like all the time. Very fool card in tarot. I just want you to understand like there's no wrong way of feeling good. We're doing this whole thing like perfectly imperfect and we're going to understand their sexuality is a playful exploration and experimentation. There's nothing that has to be mastered here. There's no finish line we're rushing to. There's no like perfect sexual experience. And in that too, we have to understand that like we're humans and sexuality, like one, we want to have consent. We want to verbalize things. All of stuff they don't really show you in like porn or, or sexy scenes in movies we also just have those funny things have funny body noises funny liquids funny smells funny like falling off the bed or like weird shit happening like you just gotta laugh with it and roll with it and just be like yes sometimes we have these moments where we are pure self like sex goddess like fan blowing our hair and we're just like yes and other moments we're just like oh my God, I was trying to do a fun, sexy hair toss, and I just hit my head on the bed, and now I'm concussed, right, or <laughs> whatever it is. So just honoring that. And also, like, you don't need to know everything, okay? You don't need to know anything, okay? Like, there's so many books and things out there, and like, yes, it's good to study the tantric practices if you want and all of that, but a lot of this is like intuitive, and it's a journey you're on, and take it at your own pace and play and experiment and see what feels good. And just like an authentic, sacred sexual experience is multi-layered, okay? It's multi-dimensional and it takes time and it's a lot of serious moments that build up and it's not like one big performance. And it's not, again, like nothing is set in stone. Nothing's like a yes every time you do it and nothing's like a no every time you do it and knowing that same thing with this open beginner's mind is just honoring like the cycles of your own body the cycles of the moon phase that we're in the zodiac season um, what's happening to you emotionally what's happening at work we all go through phases okay even the most sexually turned on person is going to go through moments where like it's going to feel a little like different. It might be feel like your sexuality might feel a little bit quieter. It might feel a little bit more like you want like intimate cuddling time. You may feel times where you're like, yeah, I really want some like really rough sex because that feels good to me. Or I might feel I want to experiment with new things. And then I go through a phase where I'm like, I don't want to try anything new. Okay. Just honoring it. It's cyclical and just stay open, open and playful with all parts of you. We really rob ourselves of pleasure when we put too much pressure on ourselves. I talked about that in the boundary episode and having high expectations or thinking things always have to be a certain way or that we have to master something are surefire ways of like having that pressure kill off all that pleasure. Okay, so that's it. You're just gonna be open to whatever life, how life wants to express itself through your body in this moment right now, okay? It's not our job to always feel or look perfect or have it be a certain way. So, as our last tip, tip number seven, this is a little bit more tactical. This is a little bit more like here's some homework, go do this. A true, a true tip, if you will. Making sex an energetic exchange, slowing down is a really like tactical tip. My last tip, number seven, is incorporate like breath, sound, and movement to heighten or invigorate or mix up or change the ways you experience pleasure, sensuality, orgasms. First of all, like our heart center, just having that awareness, like breathing. Next time you feel good, someone's doing something to you or you're doing something to yourself and you're just like, oh my God, that feels amazing. Like, can you breathe that in? We like hold our breath when we feel good, right? We like constrict our breath in those moments and that actually cuts off all of our pleasure and it cuts off all of our oxygen to our brain can you breathe it through and like almost imagine that pleasure cycling through your heart space and then out and send it to everything like the tips of your toes and your fingernails and every follicle of hair on your head and like spread that pleasure around with your breath. And breath is how we change our energy, right? Always going to be your friend is your breath. One of teachers used to say the quality of your breath determines the quality of your life. And I actually take that one step further. The quality of your breath affects the quality of your sex. So it's like big belly breaths, okay? Like pull it up the spine, through the heart, sound it out, (sighs) right? Like, "Mm, it's so good. It's so yummy. And you can like kind of with that sound too, I want you to like play around sound sex with emily is a great instagram account that talks about like she's a sex coach she has a podcast huge and sometimes she says stuff and i'm like yes that's like straight out of my yes i was thinking that and she's like just had a post the other day i was like make noise during sex like i promise you it's gonna feel good and it doesn't have to be like pornographic performative like gasping moaning ooh and ah like no none of that fake shit we don't do that but like if that feels good to you do it. If you want to make sounds, but they're more guttural or more like growling or, mm or even, you know, like doing kind of like yogi sounds, different like mantras, like ha, um, mm, om, these things like actually bring vibrations and sounds into different parts of your body. Try it the next time. Like try it the next time you're like feeling in that pleasurable state, like, um, mm, like go down deep into your belly and feel that. Or like, I think I read one time in maybe an Urban Tantra book by Barbara Corellis. I think she said like, as you feel pleasure, experiment with the octave of all the vowels. A, E, I, O, U, and like feel into that. And it's fun. Again, it channels energy in different ways. It moves. Sound vibration moves energy through us, okay, and it softens and it helps you flow It helps you redirect it and it helps it become like a healing energy that moves through your whole body instead of just something that like shoots out in this little like darts, okay, you're allowing your body to open and physically transmute and, and channel that same thing with movement. And this is a big part of like, making sex sacred, bringing that vibrational energy into sex. We're breathing, we're making sounds, but like the way you move your body, and I'm saying in pleasurable moments, in moments of like sex, sensuality, like, yes, we're doing this, but even just again, outside, how you, how you live your life. But we like don't really give ourselves our full range of motion a lot. Again, we're very tight. We're very constricted. And that's again, it's, it's like a hose of energy you're trying to feel in pleasure, right? And if we're tight, it's like there's a kink or a knot in that hose. And not the good kink, am I right? But it's like, it's getting trapped. So it's like, can we open? Can we stretch in that moment? Can we open our chest and put our shoulders back? Maybe we want to like move our arms a little bit. And of course, like moving your hips. Moving your hips is so important. Movement. This is why like so many sacred cultures, so many indigenous traditions, so many cultures that honor like sexuality or the divine feminine have like dancing, like belly dancing, hula dancing, some sort of hip movements incorporated because it's like moving that hips. It moves, first of all, all, of our sacral chakra energy. It opens that up. We'll talk about that more for Leo season, but it helps us feel more relaxed, more open, more receptive. We know that we carry a lot of old emotions and experiences in our hips and we feel very tight them, especially like how we act in our daily lives, sitting at a desk, standing, like we're very tight, we're very linear and when we move our hips. It helps us be more fluid and the more open we are, it's like when we're, our inner world is constricted and that's magnified and amplified through our hips, then we can have the difficulty in opening up to people, our partners, opening up to our own divine sexual natures, a hard time opening up to new experiences. Um, we can feel blocked creatively. So just one really easy way to get in touch with your sacred energy exchange, your natural sexual energy is moving your hips every day. Like, this doesn't have to be like exercise. This is not like, or doing crow poses. This can literally just be like dancing or, um, swaying, like anything that would like make your grandma blush. I know also, again, this is also a a reclamation because I know a lot of us are taught to not move our hips a lot or not walk like moving our hips because it creates unwarranted or unsafe attention. So if that's true for you out in the world, don't do it. But in the privacy of your home or where you feel safe, like feel the power of your hips. Feel like how with the power to move mountains with your hips, feel into what the great prophet Shakira said, your hips, they don't lie feel into that. Okay. And do like the slow sensual circles. You can um, do figures eights. You could twerk. You can ride around on the ground. You could belly dance. You could find like videos and, you know, follow their guidance. And just like, imagine like every time you're moving that you're just moving stuck energy or anything that's keeping you from that divine sexual nature. Okay. So this is it. This is like, again, in the bedroom or sleep be part of your meditations. I'm a big fan of moving meditations. This could be like a daily dance practice. Or again, when you just feel stuck or you feel off, or you don't feel sexy or you have a big meeting or a big thing that you want to feel magnetic and juicy and creative for and you want to tap into your huge, crazy, powerful gift of your sacred sexual energy, move your hips, gyrate, okay? Twerk for me, whine for me do it. And you're also unwinding years of conditioning that's taught you to constrict and contain all of your natural sexual essence. So there you go. This is it. Those are my seven tips. And I hope a lot of this was like familiar to you. You might be like, "Uh uh uh-huh. Yeah, I get this because in essence, making sex sacred and owning your sacred sexuality isn't about like learning all the new tips and tricks or you know, getting all the Kama Sutras or the Cosmopolitan articles. It's just about remembering who you are. We've talked about this a bunch here, but it's about returning to your true sexual nature without guilt, without shame, without the projections of other people's opinions or expectations of what your sexuality should be. It's releasing like sex as a performance and it's just helping you like open and soften and surrender and and feel into all of that energy, okay? And tap into those subtle yet life-changing forms of energy that move from your body and like mm, help you just live a really juicy, magical life. So that's it. So that's uh seven tips to make sex sacred. Um, I love my little list. I feel like I'm in like a buzz feed article let me know how this resonates with you let me know if you want you know more episodes like this tell me your thoughts slide in my dms at i am murphy Uh, let me know your pleasure practices that you're tuning into right now i love hearing from you and just you are a sacred sexual being and i am just here for it i bow i bow at your feet okay so until next episode sending you so much love